Amen. Let's all stand tonight, if you would. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you that, Lord, you're such an awesome and mighty God. Lord, tonight we just pray that, God, your spirit would continue to rest upon us, Lord, continue to rest upon these young people. God, I pray for a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we just give you all the praise and all the glory. Speak tonight, Lord. Speak to your people. Speak through me, Lord Jesus, I pray. We say it all in Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, for, turn to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Tonight we're going to read a couple scriptures. First one, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. And after we read that, we're going to go to Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. How many have your Bibles? Say amen. amen. Praise the Lord says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12, it says, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life whereunto you also are called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. But Paul said these words at the beginning of verse 12. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Now go to Galatians chapter 2. The book of Galatians is right after the book of 2 Corinthians which is right after the book of 1 Corinthians. Galatians chapter two and verse 20. Galatians chapter two and verse 20. In that verse, Paul said this. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Tonight I want to preach, or as a title for my message, I'm going to preach on this. You have to know how to fight. I said you have to know how to fight. We're living in a violent world. I said we're living in a violent world. Not just physically, but spiritually. And in this world that you live in, young people, you've got to know how to fight. You've got to know how to lay it down and fight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You've got to know how to fight. Paul said this, fight the good fight of faith. You've got to know how to fight. Fight. Paul described this life that you live in, young people, as a fight. You all know how to fight. Well, you all know what fighting is, right? Fighting. Several months ago, or it was about a month and a half ago, Mike Tyson fought Kevin McBride, big white Irish guy. And Kevin McBride didn't knock him out, but in the sixth round, Mike Tyson just gave up. Because Mike Tyson, this is the reason why Kevin McBride won the fight, because Mike Tyson said, I just didn't have it in me. I just didn't have it in me. I couldn't do it. You see, you and I are no different in this world. You and I can't do it in and of ourselves, And that's the reason why you and I have to know how to fight. 
Tonight, by, by the grace of God, I'm going to teach you by God's word how to fight because the word of God teaches us how to fight. Several months ago, I was reading a story or event, uh, about an event that happened almost a little over eight, about 85 years ago. In the, early, early, in the early 1920s, they called the 1920s the golden age of sports. How many like sports? I love sports. It's within my nature, just the competitiveness in there. And, and I remember when I was growing up, I used to like boxing. I never, never boxed myself. Thank the Lord for that. Probably would have got beat up. But I like boxing. One of my favorite boxers was Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Everybody, anybody remember who Ray, you older folk might remember, Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Little Italian guy, but then a little Italian guy could fight. Ray Boom Boom Mancini used to like to watch boxing, and still do like to watch boxing. My wife hates it, but I love it. But in the early 1920s, there was a boxer by the name of Jack Dempsey. Jack Dempsey was the world heavyweight champion of the world from 1919 to 1926. Jack Dempsey's nickname was the Manasseh Mauler. He was born in Manasseh, Colorado, and they called him the Manasseh Mauler, and that was before the days of the WWF. So there was nothing fake about Jack Dempsey. He was the real deal. Jack Dempsey's record in his career, he was 64 wins, six losses, and nine draws. And of those 64 wins, he had 54 knockouts. And of those 54 knockouts, 45 of those knockouts were in the first round. He was a bad dude. To say the least, we would say today's terminology. You don't mess with Jack Jack Dempsey. In his prime, nobody could beat him. He's about 6'1", about 187 pounds, small somewhat in size as a heavyweight, but Jack Dempsey was a fighter, the world heavyweight champion. But in 1923, the sports world started buzzing because there was an up-and-coming fighter out of Argentina. His name was Luis Firpo. Now, with a last name like Firpo, I don't know how tough you would be, but Luis Firpo was a tough man. <laughs> My name is Furpo. <laughs> Come on. Furpo. <laughs> Sounds like a broom, the Furpo or something. The Louis Furpo was an up and coming fighter out of Argentina. He, uh, he was bigger inside than his taller, and he was about 30 pounds heavier than Jack Dempsey was, and Jack Dempsey was a rock of a man, but Louis Furpo was a bigger rock of a man. Powerful man, powerful fighter. He was a tough fighter. He was known for his unique technique that he would just get in the ring and just, just hit. Every, every punch was a knockout punch. 
a widow maker, a, a, a hook. If you got slapped by one of those hooks, buddy, you were, you were going down. Louis Furpo made it to the point where he was able to get into a championship fight with the, the Manasseh Mahler, Jack Dempsey. Again, the sports world was buzzing. Jack Dempsey has met his match. This Louis Furpo is going to knock him out, many were saying. Jack Dempsey's a strong man, but this, this Furpo... Furpo, you know, I had it right in the belt there. He was a better man, and Jack Dempsey has met his match. This is it, September 14th, 1923. We're going to throw it down, and Jack Dempsey's going to lose. Let's get ready to rumble. Jack Dempsey, Louis Furpo, New York City, you got to see it. Jack Dempsey's going to get knocked out. He's met his match. Well, they fought September 14th, 1923 in New York City. Jack Dempsey was, on the, was one of the first, or actually he was the first fighter to ever gain or ever earn over a million dollars in one fight. And that's back in the 1920s, and that was a whole lot of money. September 14, 1923. In the first round of that fight, they began to size each other up in the first round, and Louis Furpo threw one of those hooks, and it landed. And it knocked Jack Dempsey, the Manasseh Mahler, the champion of the world, to his knees. Jack Dempsey said after the fight was over, he said, that was the hardest I have ever been hit. He said, after the fight was over again, he said, he remembers getting up after that hit, but doesn't rem he remembers fighting, but really doesn't remember the details. He got hit hard. Jack Dempsey got up from that hit began to fight a little bit more. Louis Furpo hit him again, but this time when Louis Furpo landed, it, it literally knocked Jack Dempsey out of the ring. I mean, literally knocked him out of the ring. It looked like Jack Dempsey's championship, his reign was over. Physically, I, I, I've, I've watched boxing, I've never seen that before physically knocked him out of the ring. Well, Jack Dempsey got back on the ring, sparred a little bit more, got through the first round. The crowd began to cheer for Jack Dempsey to do something, to do something, to fight, do something. It was a Jack Dempsey pro crowd. And the second round, Jack Dempsey knocked Fluis Furpo down seven times. And the seventh time, Louis Furpo didn't get back up. And Jack Dempsey won the fight. Fight's over, second round. Jack Dempsey won that fight. After 
that day, the day after September 24th, the news, in the newspapers, they had reports from the boxing analysts, and the boxing analysts said this. They said that the reason why Jack Dempsey won that fight was not because he was stronger, not because he was more powerful, because he wasn't, not because he was faster, even though he was, but the reason why Jack Dempsey won that fight was because Jack Dempsey knew how to fight. He knew how to fight, and Louis Furpo didn't know how to fight. You see, Louis Furpo would get in the ring and just start throwing punches. But in that second round, Jack Dempsey got in there and he fought. He knew how to fight. Jack Dempsey was the one that invented the bob and weave. He set boxing in its course that it, that, it, that it developed into, and he won that fight, and the reason why was because he knew how to fight. Young people, understand this. In this world we're living in right now, you can fight, and you can fight, and you can fight, and try to fight against Satan, against this world, and against sin. But if you don't know how to fight, you're gonna lose. You hear me? I said if you don't know how to fight, you're gonna lose the battle. You may, it may seem like you may win a few rounds, but you're gonna lose the battle. And understand this, God didn't call you to win a few rounds. And then just lose the battle and lose the fight. Jesus Christ died on the cross that you might win every round and that you might win the fight. Hallelujah. Glory. And you may lose the round, it may seem, but Jesus Christ died upon the cross that you might get up and that you might win this fight, this, this walk of faith. Praise the Lord. Give God praise. You've got to know how to fight. You've got to know how to do it. You see, just in this world, if you just start swinging and you just start doing anything you know how to do, it ain't going to work. You've got to know how. I said you have to know how. I remember when I was 12 years old, uh, maybe 13 years old, lived in uh, upstate New York, and I got in a fight with the neighborhood bully. And that's not a good idea. And it, I don't want to explain the circumstances, but what happened is about 15 of his other buddies surrounded me and my best friend. And to say the least, we were scared stiff. And in the course of the disputed or heated argument, whatever the case, I looked down, and because I, I was telling him, because you know he had 15. You know when you when you when you're surrounded by 15 people, you know you got to know, you got to use a little wisdom, I guess, because you don't want to get killed. And so I was telling him, I said, man, I just don't want to fight. I just hey, you know, just maybe some other time. I have to go home and eat lunch. And you gotta like that old song by Kenny Rogers, you gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. 
and I was trying to get out of there. And I looked down for a brief second, and he, what is it's called sucker punch, he sucker punched me and gave me one more good shiner. And after that moment, kind of the fight was kind of over after that. After that moment, I realized one thing, even though I never got in a fight after that, thank the Lord, but I, have realized, I realized one thing, never take your eyes off for whom you're fighting. Never look down, never get distracted. Always keep your head straight, always keep your head looking forward. You see, I got that shiner, I got sucker punched because I didn't know how to fight. And young people, there are many of you that came to this youth camp, and spiritually speaking, you've got, a, you've got some black and blues all over you. You've had the devil fighting against you, and you've been trying to fight, but you've been, knowing, but you've been trying to fight the wrong way. And you've got black and blues, spiritual bruises, spiritual hurts all over you. And God brought you to this youth camp because the Lord wants to heal you, but he also wants to show you how to fight. This is not just for boys, it's for girls of all ages. You've got to know how to fight. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, look at that verse with me if you would. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. In that one verse, Paul summarized how we are to fight, how we are to live, because God's got a whole lot for you. God's got a whole lot for you, young person. Hallelujah. He's got a whole lot for you. He's got plans that you, don't, you can't even fathom the, thing that God, the things that God has for you. If, I was to, if, if you were to tell me when I was a teenager, when I was your age, that I would be here doing this, I would have said, you're nuts. But God's got plans that go beyond your imagination. And God's got blessings for you that you can't even comprehend. But there's only one way that you can receive it. And that's Paul listed here in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And Paul said this. He said, I am crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. How do I fight? How do I win this fight? How do I win this uh, win in life? Well, first of all, you have to realize that you can't win this battle yourself. That this is a battle that you can't win. You can't win the, the fight against the sin nature that's within you, that inner, that inner bent on the inside. You can't win that battle. You can't win. You have to realize that you and yourself, you can't win that, that war that, uh, of temptation against your spirit. You cannot win. But you have to realize it was at the cross of Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ won the battle for you. It was at the cross that Jesus won the battle for you. He fought the fight that you cannot fight yourself. He, at the cross, he defeated and conquered sin. 
It was at the cross that he defeated the power of the sin nature that resides in you and me and every person. He defeated that. He defeated the power of Satan over your life. He defeated it. He conquered it. Hallelujah. He conquered it. The Bible says in Genesis 3.15 that he crushed Satan's head. He crushed Satan's head. He crushed his authority over your life and that he did that at the cross. You feel that pull in your heart sometimes. That drive, that pull on the inside to do wrong, whatever wrong that may be. You fill in the blank. And there's a that driving force there. That's the sin nature within you reigning. And there's only one way that you can defeat or that thing can be hindered or shut down. And that's through what Jesus Christ did at the cross. I, I know this is not necessarily scriptural specifically, but at the cross, I like to think of it as this way, that the cross, Jesus Christ kicked Satan's butt. Now, I know the Bible says he crushed his head, but I think he kicked his butt as well. Hallelujah. Glory. The Bible says he led captivity captive, that through the heavenlies, Jesus Christ just Kick this tail and let the heavenlies know, let every spirit know, let every angel know that Satan is defeated, that sin is defeated. Hallelujah. He's defeated. He kicked his butt, kicked his tail, crushed his head at the cross. Hallelujah. And that war on the inside of you, young person, that war was won at Calvary. Hallelujah. When I was 17 years old, I came up with one of the most wonderful ideas that I'd ever come up in my life. The prettiest girl in the school, and name was Jennifer Napton. And it came up into my mind, you know what, I'm going to ask her out. And I'm going to see if she can go out with me. I was by far not the most handsomest guy in the school. But I was just going to go for it. Sometimes guys, girls, you know, you just, I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to see what happens. And I asked her out. Jennifer Napton. Wow. Wow. Prettiest girl in the whole school. Man, she's going to go out with me. And I tell you, I'm going to be the talk of the whole school. And man, I'm going to have the prettiest girl. Man, oh my goodness, it's going to be wonderful. Oh man, I love, I just, oh, I was head over heels over her. And I had my whole life was entrenched and consumed with Jennifer Napton. So I did, I asked her out. You know what Jennifer Napton said? <laughs> Jennifer Napton said, No way on earth. 
<laughs> Woo! Go for it. Oh, oh yeah, do it. No way on earth will I ever go out with you. Well, it's humorous today. But then, it was not very humorous. It was humorous for a few of my friends, but it wasn't very humorous for me. At that time, everything was consumed with that girl. See, right now I'm 32 years old, but understand, Tina, I know how you think. I'm not, I'm not that far removed. I know how you think. I thank the Lord I'm married now. And I don't have to ask anybody out. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I guess I don't have to get dumped anymore. <laughs> no way on her. Uh, but I, I know how you think. You think if I can only go out with him, if I can only go out with her, if I can only look like him, only look like her, if I can only have that kind of money, live with that kind of family, wear those kind of clothes, if I can only have that kind of popularity, if I can, if, 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 if I, if I, if I. And many times as a young person, your life revolves around I, 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 I. Me, 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 me. If I, if I. And when you get disappointed, your whole life can come crushing down. And it's not a joke. It's real. I said it's not a joke. It's real to you. And it's in times like those that the enemy of your soul will see you wide open. And he'll attack you. He'll attack your faith. He'll attack your mind. He'll attack your spirit to try to destroy you. I know that that, that is somewhat foreign to grown-ups because, you know, grown-ups have somewhat moved beyond that. But as a young person, that's real to you. And when that event happened in my life, 17 years old, again, it's funny now, and it was funny to some friends then, but I took it hard. It was one day about 11.30 in the evening. I knew how to get some, uh, some Valium pills. And I was able to get a bottle of Valium pills. And I, I overdosed. I took that whole bottle of Valium pills. Thinking, you know what? I am stinking tired of this. It's over. I'm sick and tired of not being the, in the in crowd, or I, well, not necessarily in, in the in crowd, but not having what I want. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm going to end it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show Jennifer Napton. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show her. So I overdosed. Spent a night in the hospital. They had to pump my stomach, so on and so forth. But the war that I was in at 17 years old, even though, or it's, even though your circumstance may be, may be different, 
understand, I understand this, young people, that many of you are in a war, and you came to this youth camp with a, in, 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 a, in a spiritual war. But God, in this youth camp, he wants to teach you how to get out of that, how to get out of that pit, how to get out of those, how to, how to win that battle that you're in. And there's only one way that you can win that battle. There's only one way you can win that battle. And that one way is by realizing that it was at the cross that Jesus Christ won the battle for you. Over rejection, over depression, over oppression, over everything that comes against your spirit, comes against your mind. You've got to believe. You've got to believe. I said you've got to believe. Paul said fight the good fight of faith. You've got to believe. But not just believe in anything, not just believe in the word, not just believe in Jesus in his person, but believe specifically in what Jesus Christ did. And what he did for you was something you could not do any of yourself. He defeated the power of sin. And understand this, your true problem is not feel the feeling of rejection. Your true problem is not getting all caught up in peer pressure. Your true problem it's not drugs. It's not the clothes you wear, the clothes you have or don't have. It's not the lack of money or the abundance of money you have. That's not your problem. The problem you have is the same problem that every young person's ever had and every adult's ever had, and that problem is sin. It's sin. I said it's sin. You were born with a sin nature on the inside. The sin nature is that inner drive, that inner force to do wrong. And at the cross, Jesus Christ conquered the power of the sin nature. And it was at the cross of Christ alone. And Paul said this in Galatians 2.20. He said, I am crucified with Christ. I'm going to teach you for a little bit. I'm crucified with Christ. What did Paul mean then when he said, I am crucified with Christ? What does that mean? I am crucified with Christ. What does that mean? It simply means this. In Romans chapter 6, Paul said that our old man is crucified with Christ. And in Galatians 2.20, when he said, I am crucified with Christ, he was referring to the old man, the old you. You may be a young person, but you've got an old you. Hear me? I said, you may be a young person, you may only be 13 years old, but you've got an old you. And the old you is the you that is controlled by the power of the sin nature. That inner drive to do wrong. And Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. That old man, the old you was crucified with Christ 2,000 years ago. And you have to accept that and believe that by faith. That 2,000 years ago, you were in Christ upon the cross and you were crucified. 
Just as much as Christ was crucified, you were crucified. Do you hear that tonight? You were crucified. When his arms were stretched, so your arms were stretched. And you were crucified in Christ, the old you, that you that is controlled by the power of the sin nature. So whenever you fear the power of the sin nature, that driving force to do wrong within you, you have to know something. That that old man, the old you, at the cross was crucified. Hallelujah. My God, young people. He was put to death. The you, that's, the, the you that is controlled by sin was put to death. Was put to death at Calvary. And you have to know that at the cross, I died. The old me was crucified. You see, in Christ, when you got saved, you became a new creature in Christ Jesus. But understand this, you may be a new person in Christ, but it's the devil's goal to get you to live like an old man. A new person in Christ, but living like an old man, controlled by the power of the sin nature. But Christ died upon the cross that you might be free from that power. And this is something that's only between you and God. It's only between you and God because only you and God know the things that, the struggles, the battles that you've got on the inside. The wars that go on on the inside, just you. You know what those struggles are. You know what those battles are. Nobody is exempt. But that battle that's on the inside of you, that battle was won at Calvary. The old you was crucified. And you have to just accept that by faith. By faith, receive it. By faith, receive it. I was crucified with Christ Jesus. Young people, this is not just for old people. This is your way to live and to receive all that God has for you. At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burns of my heart were rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day, hallelujah. When you feel that war, understand this, know this, that it was at the cross that the battle over that struggle was won. My Lord Jesus, it was won there. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. What does that mean? That means I was crucified 2,000 years ago. The old man was crucified but now I'm a new person in Christ Jesus, hallelujah. You're a new person in Christ Jesus, young person. If you know Jesus and Jesus knows you, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus and you're alive because Christ is living in you. You've got the Holy Spirit living on the inside. You can wake up every morning and praise God because by, through what Jesus did for you at Calvary, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. And in Christ, sin does not have control. Hallelujah. He said, nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But he said, Christ lives in me. 
Some call that Sunday school theology, but it's reality. Christ lives within you. I want you to forget about the other person sitting next to you. Put aside the tiredness, and I want you to think about it right now. Christ is living on the inside of you right now. By his Holy Spirit, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. That is if you made him Lord and Savior of your life. Hallelujah. And through what he did for you at Calvary, sin does not have control. And Paul said, and the life that I now live in this flesh, in this body, he said, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, it was at the cross of Jesus Christ that he loved, that, he, that, he show, that God showed the greatest expression of love that he has for us. By sending his own son, Jesus Christ, to die upon the cross, that was God's greatest manifestation of love towards you. When he was on that cross, he was saying, I love you. Hear that tonight. Hear it. When he was on that cross, he was saying, I love you. I've got great things for you. I've got victory for you. When he was on that cross, hallelujah. You see, you can't defeat this thing yourself. You can be like Lewis Furpo and just start swinging. But you're going to lose the war against sin. You'll lose that battle against the devil. You'll lose that battle against temptation. You'll lose. Jesus Christ died upon the cross that you might have victory. That is how you and I fight. Did you hear that tonight? That is how you and I fight in this battle. Like I alluded to earlier, Mike Tyson just a few months ago Fought a guy that wasn't even in the top 20 in the world. In the sixth round, Mike Tyson just gave up. The reason why is because he said, I just didn't have it in me. I just couldn't do it. And tonight, young person, you don't have it in you to walk this walk and to fight this fight. You can't win it. And Jesus Christ did it for you. And the fight that you and I are to fight is the fight of faith in Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet tonight. It's the fight of faith. Again, many of you came to, this, came to this youth camp. And you came to this youth camp needing victory in your life musicians you can begin to play you came to this youth camp some of you came to this youth camp with scars spiritual scars spiritual wounds spiritual bruises emotional bruises and you're hurt on the inside oh no 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 you don't let other people know about it because you want other people to think that you're that you're tough that you can that you got everything together. But you came to this youth camp beat up. The Lord brought you to this youth camp to heal you 
and to teach you how to fight. So that when you, lo- when you leave this youth camp, you leave this youth camp a fighter, knowing how to fight and knowing how to win. So, when that, though, when, so, so that when those pressures come against you, when those temptations come against you, you just don't give in and do it. But you know how to fight. When the pressures of the world, when the, when, when the, when the flesh just raises up its head, the old man begins to try to resurrect, you know how to fight. Faith. Christ, knowing that it was at the cross that you were crucified, your old man, and your victory is at the cross. Hallelujah. Tonight, if you're bruised, if you've got some spiritual wounds from the fight, I want you to come to this altar. You can come right now. Come. Because the Lord wants to heal you. If your heart tonight is this, Lord, I want to I know how to fight. I want to be a fighter. God, teach me. Help me to fight the fight of faith. Come to this altar tonight. Come, young people. Come.